listening to Bossy Britches with Lisa Schenker and Julia Dumay. And with us again is friend of the show, Carly Lane. Hi, Carly. Hello, Bossy Britches. Hello. Yay. And that's actual friend of the show, not Gerard Butler friend of the show. Yes. <laughs> yes, you may remember her from uh, previous adventures where we talked about X-Files and Aquarius, which she is still watching or did watch. Oh, that's uh, yeah. That's yeah, good for her. Yeah, we're all impressed. Um, and uh, this week she's joining us to talk about Sense8, which is the show from the Wachowskis for Netflix. And as of yesterday, very exciting, they've announced that it will be having, that it will have a second season. Yes. Yes. So that's a big relief for yes. everybody, I'm sure. Oh my God, I was so excited. Uh, and I, I love that, although it caused a lot of anxiety for everybody, I think, over the last couple of months. <laughs> Um, I, that they announced it on like Sense Eight Day, I think, is really, yes. really fantastic. It was good. I was like, it good had was a nice a, touch. Yeah. yeah, it had to have been a marketing ploy because somebody said online that, I mean, this was an abnormally long time for Netflix to announce that they were renewing one of their own shows. Yes. Like every other show, they've either you know, where, as it as it gets put up online, they'll say it's already got a second season or. Like a month after, it'll they'll say, "Oh, we we are bringing it back for season two. and I think they said Sense Eight was like two months. Yeah, which you know, you you have to you have to you know you have to uh, be suspicious that <laughs> they probably waited until eight eight. Yeah, oh, yeah. Totally. on purpose. Um, which was I think was really great too because a lot of the buzz, the initial buzz was about how good the show was. And then the longer that that cancellation notice was withheld, like the more the buzz became like, it's not just a good show. It's a show you need to watch right now. It's a show that needs to come back. So I think they really, yeah. they really built um, a lot of uh, audience um, fervor over the last couple of months, which is good. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it to come back. I'm, have you guys been through the whole first season already? Yes. Oh, I actually oh was a few minutes. Hang yeah. On, I was actually on. a few Jules, minutes. You oh, finished uh -oh. it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Almost didn't. I I was actually a few minutes late logging on because I needed to finish the last oh episode because I timed oh, nice. it badly. I'm, so, really, yes. I'm really impressed with like how you've been like a functioning human being all this time since you. I know. Like, that's a, Me too. Oh my gosh, this is dedication. Me too. I actually. <laughs> I am a professional. <laughs> damn it. I managed to watch the entire TV show, although I will say it was really hard because I wanted, it was one of those situations where I wanted to space mm -hmm. it out, honestly. I didn't want it to be done. Yeah, I had the same thing, and you, you know I, I just rush through everything on Netflix. Like, I, I can't just watch one episode and wait a couple of days, like, I have to watch it all right now. But that one I really did, I wanted to slow down and sort of savor it, because um, I... Yeah. Like, for me, I don't know what you guys, like, what your favorite part of the show is, but for me, it's really the way that the characters interact. And I said, I've said this a couple of times, um, there were some complaints about how um, the season progressed, like, people felt it was pretty uneven, but I think that's only if you're looking at it from a perspective of, like, expecting action to always be happening, like, one, mm. you know, rising action the whole time. But if you look at the show as being like a character-driven um, drama, like the character progression is so clear and it's so dynamic um, all the way through. There are a couple of characters who I think needed to get a little bit more development. But I was so in love with mm -hmm. everyone by the end of like the second or third episode. Yeah. That I just, yeah. If they had done nothing but like get like just get together the whole Sensei cluster and just like hang out like. <laughs> 
Oh like, God, I yeah. Totally fine with that. Like every combination of the characters, I thought was interesting. Yeah. 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 My one. Uh, well, actually, I'll hold off on that. Um, Lisa, uh, sorry, Lisa, Carly. Any opening thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I was one of the I think first people that. I, sh- I shouldn't say one of the first people that watched it, but I watched it pretty qu- soon after it was up on Netflix. And I wrote a review uh, telling people to watch it. And in the review, I said, like, this show, it- you have to be prepared because this show is a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're going to get a lot of buildup. Yeah. Not- it- you- I would say probably the like the first two thirds of the of the first season, you're not going to get a lot of action, really. Um, but the thing that I loved and that was so deliberate that the Wachowski said was that they didn't want to have any of the sensates like meet in person. I mean, I mean that that changes towards the end of the first season, but they didn't want any of them to really like be in each other's environments in person until season two. Cause they really wanted to focus on growing each sensate story individually, like having them kind of, you know, you get more of their backstory, you get to see them in their own environment. And then they said season two, which now we are, we're going to have is going to focus more on, um, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, finding ways to like get the other characters, you know, it kind of insert them into, into new worlds in a way that they had only really been doing before as part of the cluster. So yeah, that's, I just love that. That is really great. Like, and that really comes through. Cause I think anybody who, who doesn't abandon it because of, of that slow build, like, I think everybody I've talked to has been really emotionally invested in the characters, um, which for me, like that's a better start for a show than having like a really high concept. Like um, I'm going to go with lost here. Like it had the kind of <laughs> concept that could be sustained for a single season. And then after that, they were kind of like, well now what? Um, and the, the ensemble was so big and I didn't really feel like you got too deep into enough of the characters to want to, for me personally to keep going um but mm. like sensate i i feel like you got so deep into each one of them individually and then together as a group yeah yeah it was a really good ensemble size um because with an ensemble you just never know it can be like i love a good ensemble cast but sometimes it just if you know the often a problem can be that the showrunners will have their favorites uh, who get focused on to the exclusion of all others. And I felt like there was a little of that here. Um, like I could probably say, I think I could bet on like who the Wachowski's favorite characters were. Um, <laughs> but there were still, there was still plenty of development for the others. Yeah. Um, they never neglected the rest of the characters in service of uh, their favorites, I felt like. Yeah. Um, you know, their favorites may have gotten a little more time, but it was still really, really well done. And it wasn't too big an ensemble for anybody to get, for a lot of people to get much development. Yeah, there's, um, a, like, the larger the cast gets, the less likely you are to remember everybody's name. But I felt like I yeah. actually <laughs> knew who everybody was by the end of, probably not the first, but by the end of the second episode. Like, I knew all of their names. Yeah. And I wanted to know their names. I, I tend to not, like, if I didn't catch it the first time, I tend to kind of just, who cares? And, like, until they yeah, make me same. remember it. So it's just, like, a, identify the character by their job or whatever. But this one, I wanted to know everybody's name. I wanted, 
I was always, no matter how much I was enjoying who I was seeing on the screen, I was always really, really impatient to get back to see what everybody else was up to. Yeah, yeah. Um, Before we go too much further, though, for anybody who's listening who hasn't seen the show yet, uh, what it is is uh, there's these eight people around the world who are all connected together um, mentally, um, like through science fiction. Um, there's Kafius, who's in Nairobi. There's Sunbak, who's in Seoul, in South Korea. Uh, there's Nomi, who is in San Francisco. Uh, Kala is in Mumbai. Riley is in London, but I, she's from Iceland. Uh, there's a guy named Wolfgang from Berlin. Uh, Lido, who is in Mexico City, who I think is probably probably the most hilarious character and and then to round it out there's will who's a chicago cop um uh, leto oh my god leto was great if you've seen i felt like anything from the show it's probably been leto in the hot tub when he has sort of like this emotional (laughs) breakdown um he lost a flip-flop flip-flop call him back Oh my gosh. Or the scene, no, my other favorite that I, I consistently reference to people is Lido stuck in traffic and yes. he experiences. Oh yeah, when he's he getting Sun's PMS. Sun's cramps. Yeah. 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 And I love it because they cut back and forth and Sun's just kind of like, uh, like mild discomfort, yeah, like, like pops a couple, a brief you know, Tylenol. They, going about her business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cut, cut to Lido sobbing in the car on the like freaking thinking, out. Thinking yeah. that he has, he has a tumor in his stomach that he's gonna die from (laughs) and then and then also it provides the best one of the best lines in the show which is Leto saying i see you with your fucking villain mustache (laughs) yes at at the guy who cuts him off in traffic i felt like oh Leto's great i felt like Leto a lot of the time was sort of the light the least connected to the others um i felt like his story kind of his story and I loved his, you know, I loved that we get their lives yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was saying, I was saying like halfway through the second or third episode at one point, I was like, God, didn't anybody in this group have like a decent childhood? And then I was like, Oh, right. Kala. Um, oh yeah. Kala had a nice, loving, normal family. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I think, Riley, but, I think she had a pretty good life until her tragedy yeah. happened. Um, which becomes, yeah. Like, because she has a good relationship with her dad. Yeah. yeah. But Leto, I felt like, I love that we got so much of his life yes. outside of this. But I also, it was sort of a double-edged sword because he was so, he had so much of his own sort of drama going on that uh, I felt like we didn't get quite as much of his interaction with the others in the cluster. Yeah, I, uh, I So I'm hoping we get more though, of that. It was um, like, he had a really full life. Um, he had yeah. he had a partner, he had friends, he had a career, uh, and he has drama that threatens all of that. But he wasn't really like in search of a connection. Um, but mm. then when when that connection was forced on him, like he was like, okay, I'm in. Like there was no that's true. I, and I think everything that came before that was just demonstrating like he's a really open and caring person, and so it made sense that he, when it was time for him to basically like make the decision to join the cluster he was in right away he didn't have to be like coaxed into it or like this is weird what's happening like he was just like huh here's the thing yeah this is what i'm in now this is what i'm gonna do because that kind of is like that's an interesting insight yeah that's a good point i like that very good um point. and then some 
there's also for anybody who's a Doctor Who fan or um, just in general a Freema Agamemnon fan. She plays oh, Amadina, yeah. who is Nomi's wife. Girlfriend, so wife, amazing. I'm not sure. I don't know if they're married. I th- yeah, I think thought girlfriend. girlfriend. I didn't yeah. think okay. they were married, but No, I think I they're know. just long-term, yeah. 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 And then that was another thing that, um, that was actually one of the first things, because I, Sensei, I heard it was coming, and it sounded kind of interesting, the, the, the idea that there's these eight people who are connected psychically. Um, but I was like, eh, and the Wachowskis, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of interested in seeing what they would do with that, but, you know, maybe I'll check in on it later. And then somebody told me um, how um, LGBTQ friendly the show is. Like it, it yeah. goes out of its yeah. way to be inclusive and diverse. And I was like, sold. I don't <laughs> like. I don't need to hear anything else. I'm in. Yeah, um, that was fantastic. Yeah. That I was mean, just that, really great. Yeah, that's the that's one of the things I think about the show that it was like so diverse for starters. I mean, the cast alone. Yeah, you've got and you've got you know Jamie Clayton who is a trans actress playing a trans character. Yeah, it's like yeah, like, that they it, actually I, got a trans actress to play Nomi yes. was fantastic. Yes. I'm like, when is the last time that's happened? Especially <laughs> on such a like a you know, a, I mean, a, this show has had amazing reach, but and with such big names attached to it. But it's like, I mean, that alone, I was like, all right. Well, it's good job. Yeah, Netflix is, I think. I don't, I, I mean, I think this is something that they're deliberately choosing to get into business with is um, making mm-hmm. sure that trans characters are played by trans actors because um, they did the same thing with Orange is the New Black. Uh, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. true. I think, right. I think they're, I, I don't know if it's like an actual mandate that they have as a company, but I think that's like part of their sensibility is to, to wow, go into yeah. business with things that are representative of the world as it actually is and not just the way Hollywood thinks that it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, and I said earlier that I I felt like all the characters got really great development, um, but I did feel like uh, Kala, who is the uh, pharmacist in Mumbai, and uh, Kafius, who is a bus driver in Nairobi, I did feel like they got the least amount of yeah. uh, of development yeah. through the story. But and I'm I'm hoping that that like like Orange is the New Black did, where they sort of pivoted and 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 focused on different characters in the second and third seasons um so i'm hoping that they'll get fleshed out a little bit more especially because kafias yeah. is like like they're all my favorite all eight of them they're my co-favorites oh they're all so wonderful kafias is just like the most precious gift of the show like he <laughs> like he's his life is not great and his mother is sick and he doesn't have much money and he lives um like he he's targeted by thieves and um, he's sort of taken advantage of sometimes, but he is just such like a beautiful like character. Like he's so positive and um, like joyous, and I just like I would <laughs> I would not mind if the whole show were just like Kafius, like and the others. Oh just yeah, sort of and in. I I love. Um, I mean, I say this as a middle class white American, so possibly I'm wrong, but it did not feel to me at all condescending. Yeah about him it did not feel patronizing or paternalistic you know even though there's a lot of like stuff that lends itself very easily to stereotypes to you know oh he's living in poverty in nairobi and his mother has aids like i'm like right there you've got the begin the makings of like a really really cringeworthy Mm -hmm. story and even kala's to some extent you're like oh she's uh 
an Indian girl who's getting married um, and has like marriage drama with her family. And I'm like, there's so much there that could go wrong so quickly. And yet, especially with Kafias, they, it just never felt like it did. It felt like they developed him enough that it wasn't just sort of the cheerful, there to be cheerful in spite of all odds and inspire white people. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, gen- they showed that he's genuinely a positive person and he works really hard to maintain his positive attitude. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, and they show, like, the things he takes comfort in and finds strength in. And he, like, I think in um, some other productions, that story would have become about, um, like, him seeking out someone else to help him. Um, but the fact yeah. that he was like he was the main actor in his own story, and he only took help from the cluster like when he desperately needed it, and even then, yeah. he didn't really like. <laughs> um, Sun was like, "No, I've I've got this now." Um, there's a really great. I love his yeah. and Sun's really great action scenes. I love and the he, two of them like superheroing yeah. around together. And he never like yes. he never backs Lady down. Like spirit. he's always. He's always like, no, I'm going to take care of this. This is my responsibility. This is what I'm going to do. Um, and yeah. I just, I just really loved it. And then, even though he has all of this, um, all of these things happening in his life that you know, I, I certainly don't think that I would be um, anywhere near as like um, grateful and and wonderful and and friendly. And and there's a point where he comes to he comes to another cluster. Uh, he comes to another person and sees like what they're doing, walking around, uh, like what they're seeing, and he's just so delighted by seeing it. Like, I just really loved it. I thought he was. Yeah. I wish I had the. They right all word. do that a little, yeah. But I felt like they all have that a little. Just you'll have moments where they first interact with each other, and you get some of that wonder. Like I think when Will and Riley first interact, they're just amazed at, you know. I've never been to London. I've never been to America. There'll, there'll be these moments where they have that, that wonder at, at what, what they're experiencing. But I feel like he really did that the best of all, just sort of the amazement and wonder mm-hmm. of it all. It's like a childlike delight in everything. Like just in, even in just like he shows up to Riley's apartment that's all like, kind of like grungy and grimy and he's still like this is amazing yeah like it's so delightful i was i loved him yeah i really yeah especially especially the scene where they're the karaoke scene and they cut to him singing in the car like oh yeah driving the van just at full singing at full volume and i was like precious cinnamon roll (laughs) that whole scene like that was the scene that i i was kind of having mixed feelings about continuing the show and literally after that scene ended and the credits the end credits started i went all right we're going on sold we're fully invested now i'm in Uh, i mean that that alone is like a masterful piece of television because when you think about the fact that they actually went and filmed in all eight cities yeah and and had to like cobble it together in you know in the editing room Mm -hmm. that's great like none of the cities yeah none of the cities they didn't have to substitute for any of those places they're all really in like Seoul and Iceland and Nairobi. And it's just, I mean, they, they put out a behind the scenes documentary on Netflix like the other day. So you can kind of go and watch like the behind the scenes of how they did some of the stuff, which is really cool. But it just lends so much authenticity to it where 
you'll see two sensates interacting each in their own worlds and like they're actually there yeah i can't imagine i can't imagine what it was like trying to be do that as an actor i just oh my god that had to be just grueling yeah I and they I know well, they it was took a long time doing the and like the filming the production took a pretty long time. Um, I bet, yeah, yeah. yeah like I because well, they were editing it, yeah, they were editing it like in the background while they were filming. So they would send oh, clips okay. of say huh. like them shooting in Chicago to the Iceland set, and then they'd oh. be able to watch their performances back and kind of try to see like. Oh, that's how that we played the scene out this time, so it was easier for them oh, to match fantastic. their performances and make it more consistent. Yeah, that's really so, great. They kind of explained that a little bit. That's a yeah. thing that we've talked about in like quite a bit in the past about how like um, you can tell the difference between like when they're side by side on a green screen and in different locations versus like there's an actual yeah. physical um, like crossover happening. I keep saying crossover. That's not the right word. Um, like there's actual interaction happening in the moment like in the location and the fact that they actually filmed on location is just so fucking great like which is interesting since the wachowskis are kind of considered notorious for like the matrix that's what put them on the map they're like notorious for being all cgi all the time um so that's that's really interesting that they did so much practical stuff here instead of relying on everybody being on in a green screen yeah it's really cool that's cool if you watch the documentary you'll see too like they were both there it it looked like pretty much throughout the whole filming process in all the cities so like you'll see um you know andy and lana like directing you know from behind the camera a lot of these scenes it's pretty cool i mean i'm sure they had you know like second unit or whatever doing a lot of other stuff too but it's 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 great to see how hands on they were throughout the whole process, and I think it really gave that. Like I said, like it's just it makes it so much more authentic. So they've had a busy year. Gosh, it's been a good year for the Wachowskis, it has hasn't been. it? Uh, and I'm I'm very glad. Who the other creator with them is uh, J. Michael Straczynski, right? From uh, yes, from Babylon Five, yeah. right? Yeah, Babylon Five. Um, he also, I think, wrote uh, graphic novels, which I think comes into play in Sense8, too, because it really does have kind of like that um, like graphic novel universe kind of a feel um, where you huh. have these separate adventures and then you yeah. also have like, the group adventures. Um, yeah, I just, I just, like, I don't even know what to say about the show that isn't just like, I love it. It's so great. Um, I do have, there are some, I mean, we, we've talked about already, there are a couple of um, issues with it you know there's not all the characters get the same uh amount of development um and yeah i think to the detriment of the characters of color uh i think the white characters yeah get, like the bulk of the uh the story um in the first season which i hope is going to pivot uh in the second season and then um i have heard um i have seen um criticisms of uh, some of the characters of color's stories um, that they do feel like supporting characters. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, well, I was especially, but yeah. Well, I keep thinking. I was like, gosh, it's it's not surprised. I it's probably a good thing that they gave so much of like the the plot plot, like the conspiracy plot thing, to um, Will and Riley because there is very little in their stories that interests me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you mentioned this is really a very character-driven show, which I really enjoy. But it's also, I felt like Riley's story especially, I felt like took a really long time to get going. Yeah. Um, like it was only in the last few episodes that I really felt like I was like it, that I really started to feel invested in her as a character. Yeah, um I actually just saw something today uh somebody who's been watching it that sort of put uh, Riley's story into perspective for me because I didn't like you I was not that invested in it because it did take so long to develop. Like she just kind of bounces around and you don't really um see what her story is supposed to be like for the group. But it's really like her her resilience and her survival, um, like emotionally. Huh. That yeah. I mean, that's what the the group depends on. You know, not to get too spoilery here, but that's what the group needs. That's their missing piece for the final confrontations in the in the season. Um. So I was, I was glad that they took the time to develop her. I do wish that they had done something else with her in the meantime, so that it it, it didn't just feel like waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Her. Um, but I really liked also like just the emotional connection that she and Will had, um, how that sort of, yeah. like, cause, um, there isn't a whole lot of romance in the show. Uh, so it was nice to have no. the two of them with like an emotional connection. The only thing that I wish about the Riley Will relationship was that it was less on the romantic side and just more of that mm-hmm. like close emotional connection because you kind of got the, the romance a little bit with the Kala and Wolfgang storyline where you get the like you know, they're from two separate worlds and they know it's probably never going to happen, but they still have, they're like attracted to one another. So I kind of feel yeah. like those bases were covered. And I, I don't know. I, I, I guess the, 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 the likelihood of having like more than one romance in a sensate cluster, you know, it, it probably makes sense <laughs> that they'd all be a little bit in love with each other, but like, I don't know. I kind of felt like at the end it was like, yeah, you only need it so many times. Yeah. Right. Like you can, well, yeah. I felt like like I felt the same way. Like it really felt like a duplication of the of romance. Like we didn't need both couples in the same season. Uh, but yeah, it did kind of break down to be like Will and Riley was like like an emotional, almost romantic connection, whereas um, Wolfgang and Kala was like that was just sexual. Like <laughs> it was just like yeah. was sheer animal attraction, not so much like. Um, it de- you know they find out that there is like an emotional component to it as it develops but like to start with it's just like that guy's hot that girl's hot like let's <laughs> oh no he's hot oh yeah oh no, oh, no she's he's hot, hot. Oh, no she's hot that's exactly what it was um poor kala when um because wolfgang is at the sauna and he's like butt naked in the water and then he appears in her in mumbai and she's like oh boy <laughs> At her, her wedding, wedding. Yeah. yeah. While she's getting and you married. And you could literally see the, oh, oh no, he's hot. Oh my God. Like, oh no. Yeah. yeah. I, which is something, that brings up something I, well, first of all, my first question is, are there like these nude swimming pools in I Berlin? Think so. I guess that's a thing. I, that's they have, interesting. Like, public yeah. Don't they like bath, bath yeah. houses? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess it's a, yeah. I'm like, all right. All right. Interesting. Um, but, that brings up another thing I wanted to touch on because I was really struck. First of all, there's male male nudity, you know, frontal nudity. I think we get like female nudity um, in the first episode. You know, we get um, Amanita and Nomi. Oh right. Um, oh yeah. But we also that which yeah felt first, really first episode. Not only female nudity, female sexuality, like that isn't like yeah. Um, titillating 
Like it's not. Too yeah, it felt head. like it's it not was. The friggin brothel it was a silly. Right. Oh God, yeah, it was. It was almost like I. It was almost ridiculous and the Wachowskis do this a lot where you're like oh my god this is ridiculous but they also manage at their best they manage this emotional component to it because like so many people I heard the comment was you know on the internet was oh my god they're banging with a rainbow dildo a rainbow strap-on yeah with and ending their sex with happy pride. I'm like, oh my god. But it also works. You can feel... And then later in the episode, you have these really... Some really, really tender emotional moments between these two. And I'm like, somehow they really managed to make it work. And yeah. like you said, it didn't feel titillating. It didn't feel like this is just for the dudes yeah, in the audience. Pride is such a big... like. Pride is like a component of their relationship. Like it's where, yeah, like a, like a big step forward between the two of them happen. Like it's a really important thing in their life, which I thought was really fantastic because it's not just like so much of the time when you see characters who are involved in pride activities, it's like um, the purpose that it serves is political. Um, it's mm -hmm. it's it's a statement, but for them, it was just part of their lives. Like. Yeah, um, it was, and it was part of their relationship, yeah. and it was something really, really special to them. Yeah. Um, and something else in terms of the nudity that I was startled, pleasantly surprised by, was in the second to last, third to last episode, maybe the flashbacks as everybody's remembering their oh, own right. birth, basically. <sighs> Um, yes. And I was astounded. I was like, I'd love a behind the scenes to see how they did the childbirth scenes because those were you know normally tv childbirth scenes you have like <laughs> the lady somebody has a baby and... exactly yeah. and that's it um but you got like literal crowning here you yeah. got shots of women giving birth which i um, real quick there are i we probably should i probably should have said this up front but for anybody who hasn't seen it there are i would call them content warnings um there is like if you have issues with uh, body horror or pregnancy horror um and then there's also <laughs> uh in this scene in particular for those two but there's also um it deals uh really harshly with the way that um, oh yeah a trans woman is treated by her family like it it pulls yeah. no punches so um and yeah that that flashback to her childhood as yeah. well to how she was bullied was really really yeah. horrific but that, the the birth like they all share the experience of their birth because they're the sensei cluster. They're all people who were born on the same day, um, in the same minute. So they all have like this connection. That's how they have this connection. Um, but yeah, like I would like. Did they actually film women? Like especially the crowning. I one. would love to know. Yeah, you know there were like a couple different shots of women crowning, and I was like, whoa, that is. Yeah, I I could that not. That was just I, really really surprising i could not and... actually watch i watched up until the moment that i realized that was what they were showing and i had to look away because i didn't <laughs> as, <laughs> as somebody that was subjected strong privacy <laughs> so but yeah i mean it was astounding and it was so just it was just really great to see all the different ways that these women gave birth and what it meant for and it wasn't always it wasn't... for everyone um it wasn't, but it wasn't always horror yeah. either. It wasn't, because often I feel like on TV, pregnancy and birth are played for laughs. Mm -hmm. 
Um, or they're played at the, as this very hippie moment that is nice, but they never show any actual like blood or difficulty or pain or, you know, mess. Yeah. Um, whereas this, it was clearly a very, a transcendent experience for them all as they were all remembering this, but it was also very much like, realistic it was messy and painful and difficult and they show all these women's different experiences of birth like leto's family as they're like also watching tv watching a movie or something while his you know match yeah (laughs) while his mother was giving birth and like wolfgang's mother was doing a water birth and kala's mother you know was giving birth as it was raining and it was just it felt like a very realistic portrayal of birth in a way that i never really have mm-hmm. seen before yeah i mean as as yeah coming from somebody who uh watched many childbirth videos uh in my adolescence yeah. just because i grew up in a household where that was not uh outside the norm really just because of what my mom you know <laughs> My, what my mother did for a living um, as a childbirth educator, instructor, that kind of thing. So it was like that to me is not, it, but to see it on television, I mean, that was, that was the big deal. Um, so yeah. I, was, I mean, I was, I was moved by it. It was very emotional. And then you see these characters are like having their own kind of mixed responses to it. Like some of them are crying. Some of them are crying and smiling. Like it's very, it's mm-hmm. very interesting to that whole scene in general although although yeah. it's interesting too because um i think a lot of people when you talk about nudity go to the uh orgy scene as as a big yeah thing. and yeah. uh and that was interesting that was surprisingly a lot tamer than i yeah. expected from what i'd heard actually from the internet that was nowhere <laughs> near as like raunchy and no, over the top I as i was, was sort no. of expecting it was quite, i was delighted it was quite tasteful i, I was thought, delighted by how funny for it was. a psychic yeah, it was, it would, it, yeah. It definitely played the humor of it especially later when yes. will was at the yes. gym oh, that was probably the best part yeah, and it's and- Papius um, is watching a Van Damme movie and he's like, what's happening right now? Right. <laughs> right. They show you like how kind of how connected great. everybody is in that moment, you know, because I mean, the assumption and the, or the, the logical extension of being able to sense each other's feelings and emotions is you're gonna, you're gonna experience when somebody's like aroused. And so, um, yeah, it was so funny. Cause if you watch the documentary, the actor who plays Leto, like that was his first day of filming was the, or was the, Oh wow. The, the Gosh. Oh my God. And he was like, I was so excited just to like jump in. All right. Like, good he for him. A, he has such a positive attitude about it. But, um, Somebody asked the character, oh, the actor who played Will on Twitter, they were like, so based on this, like, are all the characters, like, what are the characters' sexualities? And he was like, well, the way the Wachowskis have kind of, I guess they were informed these actors, like, in their opinion, everybody's pansexual. So. Yeah, I think you would sort of end up in that kind of a situation you would sort of have yeah. to be almost like you would kind of develop that right. anyway where you'd be like all right well i have my preferences but yeah at the end of the day you're like whatever your various sensate cluster mate sexualities are that's your sexuality right. it seems too like they would all kind of like blend into each other 
Because then you, because you, yeah. I was sad that uh, we didn't see much of Sun and Kala during the orgy, which was a shame. I'm like, oh, come on. Even come just on. a quick cut to them being like, ooh, okay. Well, no, but isn't Kala, isn't, doesn't they, don't they cut to her at the wedding and she's getting like really hot? Or is that when Wolfgang's having sex? I think that's maybe. when Wolfgang's having sex. I don't I remember. Wolf, yeah, Wolfgang's having be. sex with the girl and it cut, they cut to her at the wedding uh, dinner reception. The, 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 I'm gonna yeah. have to rewatch. And, clearly, and then she's like fanning herself because she's so warm. <laughs> all right. Well, clearly, I'll have to rewatch because I'm not remembering. It's all just a blur of like delight. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm. What do we want from season two? What are you guys? What are you guys hoping for from season two? What would you like to see more of or less of, or what direction would you like it to go? Because Carly, you were saying they've got a pretty good yeah, plan, they said, right? As far as I know, they said they have at least five seasons of material, like storylines outlined wow. already. Um, I mean, I mean, part of me kind of feels like I could do without the whispers subplot for a little while like i kind of just want this mm. i just want the sensates to like have fun <laughs> like going around the world together and and then also but then also yeah. remember the fact that like sun is still in prison like that yeah. i kind of forgot about until i was thinking back on everything that's happened on the show and like everybody else is walking around freely and she's in prison so i would i would just love to um Get, yeah. get, like, see what happens to her. Because you know, they, they establish that, you know, th- that she's aware of the brother. Yeah. The brother her and, like, story. Her sacrifice oh. for her, for her, you know, father and her brother to go into prison. And, like, but she's slowly um, kind of ascending in the ranks in terms of, like, the prison hierarchy. Which I love. Yeah. Like, when she yeah. stands up to the bully. I'm like, wow, yeah. okay. We've got a whole women's prison right. theme with Netflix shows, apparently. I'm like, all right, this is, this is fun. Yeah. I, and again, Sons is one of those stories where you feel like this could be really, really stereotypical because it's all about how, oh, the honor of her family. I'm like, oh, of course the Asian character is all concerned with her family's honor. And that's the big thing. Um, but they manage, and I love Sun. I'm glad Sun seems to be one of their, like, okay, right after. I feel like they're favorites um, for me. You may have to, you may disagree, in which case that probably says good things. But my feeling is the Wachowskis' favorites are Nomi, Will, and Riley. That was sort of the impression I got. Um, and then Sun is like number four. Sun and Lido are like tied for number four was sort of the impression I got um, in terms of uh, who their favorite characters are and who gets the most development. Um, but I love Sun and I love they gave her a lot of. They're giving her a ton, yeah. actually. I'm like, whoa, it took me a while to sort of figure out the first couple episodes. I was like. I have no idea what's going on with this character, with Son. I'm like, all right, she's a businesswoman, and there's her family, and there's lots of frowning and scowling and somber meetings, and, oh, something terrible is going on with the business. Okay. Um, but then it gets going, and it just keeps getting more and more complicated with Son's. I'm like, Son's story alone feels like a soap opera, almost. I'm like, God, that's an entire, an entire drama of its own, just Son's 
plot yeah. line. I mean, I can't help but wonder if um, it, their favorite, the Wachowskis' favorite characters, are connected to the actors that they've worked with on past projects. Because if you look at the cast, like oh, um, that actress who plays Sun, I can't remember her name, but she was in Cloud Atlas, and then the actress who played Riley oh. was in Jupiter Ascending. She was she huh, was the sister okay. of the family, the Abrasics family. Oh, she's like she's like huh, unrecognizable okay. in that in as wow. insensate. But like so I they I think they definitely gravitated towards some of the actors they might have worked with on previous projects and that's probably oh, informed sure. a lot of like yeah. especially the Riley storyline, which I think kind of bookends the narrative of the of, you know, season one because you get her whole like interaction and you know she's basically like on the run that kind of that kind of sets off a whole storyline with will you know look because she gets because mm. she goes she gets involved and there's like that drug deal that goes bad and with those guys that she falls in with and so that kind of leads to her like going toward you know her and will interacting and then yeah. kind of, you kind of see it like expanding out towards the other the rest of the cluster and then i mean i won't spoil it but the i would say like the last two or three episodes are very Riley centric in terms of like what happened, what happens yeah. to her and what oh, we yeah. get to know about yeah. her and, you know, and, and this other sensates kind of come together, you know, around her to help her out. And so, yeah, I mean, it definitely felt like it definitely yeah. felt like a large part of season one was Riley's journey. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I was saying to Lisa earlier that, um, you know, we lost you briefly. I don't know. You may have come back at that point, but that I felt like Riley's story sort of took the longest to get right. going. Um, you know, I liked it. It wasn't until sort of the last few episodes that I really started to get into it. So as with like previous Wachowski things I've seen and enjoyed, um, and the Wachowskis are often kind of a, a toss up for me. Um, you know, I've, I've liked plenty of things that they've done. Well, I mean, I've liked this and I obviously I love Jupiter <laughs> Ascending. Um, I can talk about that forever. Uh, but I've also disliked plenty of stuff that they've done as well. Uh, so the Wachowskis can go either way for me. Um, but I was, I was definitely pleasantly surprised by this, uh, by how character driven it is. And I almost wonder if maybe TV is a good format for them um, where they can really kind of sprawl out and they don't have to cram all the characters stories into two hours. Yeah, I mean, I would say that was my one criticism of Jupiter Ascending was that it seemed like they had so much potential like to work with and they were so limited by the timeline, like the time constraints. Of the yeah. Movie. And I, I was watching it with someone and I turned to them afterwards and I was like, I feel like this would have been a better mini series than, cause like yeah. if they had had more time with Jupiter going to each, like say going to each like a brassic sibling and like just having one yeah. episode revolving around those interactions. I feel like it could have been such a really strong mini series, but as a movie, it felt like they were trying to cram so much, so much. Into yeah. Like, what, how long was it? Like two-ish hours, two and a half hours. And yeah. afterwards I was like, and I, mean, I, mean, I, I loved yeah. it. But that was my one criticism of Jupiter Ascending. And so I feel like with Sensate, they really had the freedom and the flexibility to explore 
and expand and spend more time on these characters and and really give us the chance yeah to, like you know to get to know them as an audience so but i, I i'm in yeah. agreement with you i think the wachowskis can be kind of hit or miss um like i i read cloud atlas but i didn't go see the movie because i loved the book so much and i and I, it got such mixed reviews that i didn't want it to taint my love of the book so oh, i was dear. like I'm just yeah stay away from it no offense I might yeah. watch it eventually, but you know, we'll see. And yeah, um, and I'm sure everybody knows. Everybody who listens to this show knows how we feel about Jupiter Ascending <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. We are we will one day have that, that episode. Maybe for our one year anniversary it will be a uh discussion of Jupiter Ascending, a full length episode rather than a short. Um but yeah, I I would have loved. I'm like, oh, watching Sense8 makes me think, gosh, I wish that had been a TV show. Is this the first time the Wachowskis have done like a mini or a TV series? I think so. I think yeah. it is. Cause I, I think, think it I think might be. Like if you... Yeah. Because they... D- yeah, I think... and I. Th- oh, Sorry, no, I was going to say they did like... Because I think what Bound was their first kind of big movie. And then they yeah. did the Matrix movies. And they've done... Uh, V for Vendetta, and then they, and then I think Cloud Atlas and Jupiter yeah. Ascending were. I'm looking on IMDb, and yeah, I think this is their first TV show. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if they finally found the right medium. That's what them. I think. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. Think, I think their strengths, like you said, are really um, in the sort of storytelling that a miniseries requires. Because uh, yeah, Jupiter Ascending, we love it, but it really does. Like everybody I've watched it with has been like, I feel like I just landed in this giant pool of backstory (laughs) yeah i feel like i just got the preview version i feel like i have only seen the trailer for the the full story yeah like and they they have such huge fully realized worlds that we just i mean we you can't get all of it in a movie and i i wonder if this is something that they'll um you know maybe not as ambitious a filming schedule but maybe this is something that they'll explore further i hope because i think yeah i hope they have more stories to tell well, that's sort of, um, Lisa had a little technical difficulty there, but yeah, we were talking, I was, uh, asking Carly, um, and I'll ask you now, what are your hopes for the second season? We've touched on it a little, but is there any one in particular you'd like more of or anything in general, anything specific? Um, I, I'm excited to see them all together in the same physical space rather than mm. just in, a, in the mental space. Um, I want more Kafius mm-hmm. always. <laughs> yes. Was, I'd like to see I'd like to see Kala Yeah, yeah. yeah. take more of an active role. I she's, love she's yeah. really reactive. And in the last couple episodes she did manage um you know, like when she was helping Wolfgang and mm-hmm. built like a bomb, say, basically yeah. a homemade bomb. Yeah. And when she was helping um, Will and Riley in the facility in Iceland, she yes. knew exactly what drugs to give Riley. Because um, I'm like, it's not like she lacks right. skills. You know, right. she's got plenty of really useful skills here, just as much as Nomi and Will and Son mm-hmm. do. Um, you know, I'd I'd love to see more of that to see her given more yeah, of a chance. I was almost disappointed yeah. that it took that long for us to see that she could like build a bomb, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I was right? like, come on, this is amazing. Like, why did you yeah, so long like, to show me this? <laughs> and what is her full 
her job. It sounds like she, works she in, like pharmaceutical. What is her title? Does yeah. she have? Yeah, she's she's, she's a pharmacist. Yeah, does she have or a chemist? Maybe. Yeah, she like a chemist, kind of chemist. I think, background. and she. Yeah. I was wondering, I mean, it sounded, as I recall, she has what, like a master's, maybe even a doctorate? I don't think she has a doctorate. But I don't remember. I like, don't remember yeah, said. I'm like, she's really clearly smart. I wish we kind of got, like, I, I mean, like I said earlier, I, I kind of, I thought it was really cool that um, given the, the portrayal of India we see frequently in Western media is like slums and yeah. abject poverty. I thought it was cool that sort of the one character who had this healthy, happy, loving family dynamic and who had a pretty like stable, normal life was the Indian woman, you know, that like she's like middle lower middle class mm -hmm. basically background like her father runs a restaurant and she has this white collar job and yeah that she's like the nice normal person basically um i thought that was kind of a cool that in itself i thought was a little bit subversive um to have that be the portrayal of india that we see um yeah yeah but yeah, but I'd love to see her getting to do more. Because like you said, Lisa, she feels very reactive. And I love her, honestly. She is probably, she is, I don't know, I love them all. They're all really <laughs> precious cinnamon rolls. But I really love Kala. Um, yeah. I would love you know, to see more of her. There, there is something else I want to see in her storyline. Um, I feel like, I can't remember his name, but her or her husband. Oh, Rajan. Rajan, yeah, Beyonce, I yeah. feel like he he's too good. Like, yeah, and I am really excited to see if he's going to turn, like if he's going to become like a villain. Yeah, be revealed as a villain because he's just too nice. On the guy. one hand, I want I don't that because he's on the one hand, I want that because, like you say, he's too nice. On the other hand, I don't because I kind of like it that. I hate love yeah. triangle stories where one of the partners is just absolutely terrible, and you're like, "Why is this even a question?" Oh, but I, I like it when he's like love triangle. Like, oh I yeah, just... no, I just I, <laughs> I like don't trust that. I um, just, I kind of like that instead of like Nomi's family who are terrible and awful bigots and Wolfgang's family who are criminals who all mm -hmm. are trying to kill each other. I like that her background is like everybody's really nice and and perfect and kind and loving and there's no real reason for her to not be satisfied right. with it but she's also kind yeah. of and she is satisfied she loves her family she's happy she's pretty happy with her life but she's also got this connection um and something else going on so on the one hand i i agree i'm like yeah he's just too nice and he's too easygoing about like everything and too willing to stay with her despite everything but on the other hand i kind of like that it feels like kind of a twist from the way these relationships usually go on tv where they're secretly revealed to right. be evil it almost yeah so that's love that though <laughs> but it almost makes it more interesting <laughs> because rajan is like the nice guy and then wolfgang who she's like you know attracted to is kind of not a great person like cold he's not yeah, although cold that's blood, sort of know, murderer like straight up you know that in and of itself is also kind of a, a cliche i'm like that's a little boring too but just in general like even without the love triangle thing i'm like 
I kind of like it if there is just this really, really nice family and she's genuinely a decent, nice, normal mm-hmm. person. Um, and it's just, I feel like that might almost be more interesting to me than if he, than if someone turns out to be secretly evil, like Rajan. If he's just like genuinely a nice, decent person who she just doesn't love at the end of the day. I don't know. Yeah, that's me, though. <laughs> I have I have a lot of Kala feels, apparently. <laughs> Which is interesting, because I um, feel like... Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say she gets like less love, but I think a lot of fans are maybe more vocal for other characters. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's a ton of, like, Lita Will shippers out there. <laughs> of course there are. Um, I what? Yeah, in fact, including, you know, and in fandom, there's always the, um... Not the euphemisms, but the, um... The nicknames oh, that people right. will get in fanfic, like, oh, the, oh, the blonde man, oh, the brunette man. And somebody said, like, wrote in fic, like, oh, the older man. I'm like, no, Phantom. The entire point is that they are the exact same age down right. to the minute. Neither of them is the older man. <laughs> like, the older by a millisecond, right. maybe. I'm like, oh, fandom. Of course. Of course, fandom. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, I think you guys have pretty well covered my hopes for the the second season. I more Kala is always more Kala and Sun cuz I love them. Um and Sun has just like we mentioned this a little earlier, but Sun's story is just crammed full of action, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Like every twist, there's a new twist. Every day there's a new twist in Sun's story. Then I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. Sun's I story think, alone is like its Sun's own story show. Was the one I was like screaming at the TV the most about. Like Yeah. Everything that happened, I was like, me What too. is happening? Oh my god. Oh me too. Like, don't really do it. Upset. No, don't do it. Don't yeah, do yeah. it. No. No. Or no. there was an actual out loud, how dare you? As <laughs> mm-hmm. one of the big twists. Like, I was really offended. Like, yeah. How dare they? How dare you? Oh. It was funny. Her brother has, I don't know who the actors, who the actor is for her brother, but he had like, it was funny. He had like no accent. I noticed watching this. I'm like, wow, this guy, like everybody else, he had all the other, um, and the language stuff is interesting, like that they do the whole show in English. Uh, and I can kind of understand why, because they want it all to be that they understand each other. Um, but it was also kind of un- a little weird sometimes. But yeah, it was mm-hmm. funny. The actor who plays Son's brother, I was like, whoa, that dude has no accent whatsoever relative to like the other Korean actors they have. I was yeah, like, that's uh- interesting. The guy that played her dad, and I, I can't remember, I, you know how terrible I am with names. Uh, yeah, he was familiar. Uh, I've seen him in some things before, but I don't recall if I've ever seen um, the guy that played her brother before. Uh, but I thought he was he was pretty good. He doesn't have much to do for most of it. Um, Not yet, anyway. Yeah, I'm intrigued. So I'm, I'm I feel like there's going to be more next season, more. which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. yeah. Sun's great. I love Sun. I love yes. them all. They're all precious cinnamon rolls. That's my final thought on, on the matter. Um, <laughs> anyone else? Any closing thoughts? Uh, uh, when does season two start? Is it tomorrow? Mm, yeah. Good <laughs> question. It is it now? When will it yeah. be? Get on yeah. that. Um, need it. Need it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Carly, any final thoughts? Or is it just, just now. now? But you More know, now. if you need a little if you need a little uh uh something to I guess like cope, then you can watch the documentary that's on Netflix about the ma- the making yeah. of that helped a little bit. I mean my only my only uh complaint is that it's only like twenty five minutes and I would and I would have wanted yeah. like a three hour documentary on this, but it helps a little bit if you're if you're missing if you're missing these characters. <laughs> Or you can just watch it again. You need, you need a methadone. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I did not know about that until Carly, uh, mentioned it. Um, yeah, so that's, I think that, uh, about wraps it up for us for this week. I don't know. Does anybody else have any, re- does anybody have any recommendations? I feel like it's one of those one of a kind things, as a lot of the stuff the Wachowskis do is. Um, Wachowskis, Wachowskis, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know Wachowski, whether it's a hard. Yeah, I have no idea. I apologize to um to Lana and what's the dude? Who's the dude Wachowski? Lana and Andy. Andy. I apologize to Lana and Andy. Um, I don't. I that I can't seem to pronounce your last name. Um. But yeah, I have no recommendations. I'm out. Uh, because I have go... nothing else that's like it. Yeah, just go watch Sense8. That's my Watch Sense8 again. Watch it again. Um, watch the making of. Maybe watch Jupiter Ascending <laughs> and wish that it was a TV show. Yep. Write to the write to Lana and Andy and ask them to make a Jupiter Ascending TV show. Yep. There we go. Yep. Yep. That's, yep. that's yeah. All right. And uh, you can if you have any thoughts on Sense8, you can get in touch with us. Um we are on the web. Our website is uh, realbossybritches.com. Um, we are on Twitter and Tumblr at Britches Podcast. We are on Facebook. I somewhere. Um, uh, I am on Twitter as Jules has tweets. Lisa is OC Fairer and uh, Carly. Who are, where else can we find um, you? I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much just on Twitter these days because I took a Tumblr sabbatical and I've just never gone back to it. And I think it's the best thing for all parties right now. So yeah, <laughs> I have my queue and that's yes, pretty much it's it. Just, so it's just Twitter, uh, which you can find me under Equivocarly because puns are great. Yes, very nice. And um, yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.